It's 8pm, it's Tuesday, February the 19th, 2019, and you're listening to The Best Possible Taste. You're listening to The Best Possible Taste with Sharon Noonan. Sponsored by thetaste.ie. Voted Ireland's best online food and drink magazine. Good evening and welcome to tonight's Best Possible Taste. I'm Sharon Noonan and coming up on the programme this evening, Lily Ramirez-Ferran, the Mexican cook in Ireland, will be sharing details about her latest collaboration, which involves chocolate. And if 2019 is your year for self-care, Helen Cook has everything you need to know about Thrive Festival, Ireland's newest premier health and lifestyle event, which promises to unite all aspects of healthy living and well-being under one roof. But before all of that, you can get in touch with the best possible taste by emailing s.noonan at live.ie or you can tweet me at Queen of Org, as in Queen of Organisation. And I'm on Instagram at Sharon J. Noonan. Now, the weather outside at the moment still holds a nip in the air, so what could be better than snuggling up on the couch of an evening with a warming cup of hot chocolate? Lily Ramirez-Ferran runs the Picado Mexican Pantry in Dublin, and she's on the line now to tell us about her latest collaboration. Bon appétit. Yummy. Grubs up. Delicious. Mmm. Lily, great to have you on the programme this evening. Thanks so much for joining us. And you're going to tell us about your latest collaboration, which involves chocolate. So, of course, we all love that. Thank you, Sharon, for having me. Um, yeah, we've, um, we love Patrick and Kelly. They're, they're just very, very talented. And um, we've been having talks with them for about a year. And um, we keep saying we should do something together because we start talking about chocolate and it could be two days later and we were still talking about you know the origins of chocolate and all these so there's a lot of synergy to uh what we both do uh patrick's super passionate about chocolate and and chocolate origins um so about uh it was very late night in november last year we said listen we've been talking about these all these ideas we have in our heads so we should really now just sit down and and get stuff done and uh, of course, January is a perfect time uh, for for these type of collaboration because very few people eat chocolate in January. Everybody goes mad for a diet, so we use those um, those weeks, the last few weeks in December and and uh, and the whole month of uh, January to start uh, testing. And we have a lot of ideas of uh, of things we want to do together, but we thought the quickest and easiest would be these Mexican hot chocolate, because uh, who doesn't love hot chocolate? Um, and uh, it, it's a it's a very simple, very clean product. Um, we're using Mexican cinnamon, which is very fragrant and, and extremely soft. The bark of the tree is really, really, really soft. So um, uh, they're, they're using uh, beans, uh, normal beans that they're sourcing and uh, organic beans and organic sugar uh, so we did maybe about i think it was about four or five trials until we found you know every time and it was a very tough job but somebody had to do it everybody knows that mexico is a hot country and you don't always associate hot countries with a hot drink such as hot chocolate yeah it's true and actually in 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 fairness, 
uh, chocolate, uh, it's been, has been drunk in Mexico way before the Aztecs were, before, way before the Mayans. But the Aztecs in particular had a really, really, um, had a very high value on cocoa beans. Cocoa beans used to be used as a, as a currency instead of money. Um, they were, you know, the drink of gods. The Aztecs believed that, uh, you know, it was a gift from the gods. And they had one of the most uh, amazing um, relay postal systems. Uh, when the Spaniards arrived, they were just, they couldn't believe how efficient this was. And it was based on just having loads of runners. And um, the runners were actually... Um, fed uh, hot chocolate. Now, when we talk about hot chocolate now and the hot chocolate back then, it's a very different product. Um, The the Aztecs used to just uh, grind the beans, toast them and grind them, and then they would mix them with uh, water and spices to make these really kind of watery drink. Uh, Sometimes they would also put corn in them, Um, but there was no milk and, and no sugar. It was a very, very bitter uh, experience. And when you when you drink hot chocolate now, and even in Mexico, hot chocolate, uh, since the Spaniards brought sugar cane to Mexico, it we've been adding sugar to it, to the point that uh, in most traditional Mexican hot chocolates would have a, an extremely high content in sugar. You could find up to 70% in a... In a in a chocolate disc, 70% sugar, and the rest is cocoa beans. So we, we kind of went the opposite way uh, from extremely sour and spicy to extremely sweet. So when we were working with Patrick and Kelly, we, you know, Patrick was, Patrick's a purist and he was adamant that it shouldn't be so, so sweet. And I was adamant that we couldn't really go completely, you know, the Aztec way and, and have very little sugar because when people are tasting these things, they they have a, an expectation of of what what the the traditional product tastes like. So that took a little, you know, back and forth. But I think we found a way that we have slightly less chocolate than in a traditional Mexican disc, but it's sweet enough so that you won't, you know, you won't feel like it's it's not right. Traditional hot chocolate in Mexico comes in in discs, round discs. Uh, so the the guys got a mold that's round, and it's when you look at the, uh, the 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 actual product, it's just it's really really traditional looking, and it smells uh, very very beautifully. And um, we're kind of still working with the packaging. Um, Kelly's uh, is a master uh, as at getting things done. And we got the packaging through fairly quickly. We wanted to have it uh, for Valentine's. Uh, it's um, for Valentine's Day because it's kind of a traditional. I found in Ireland a lot of, uh, um, you know, people that are like in my situation. You know, you're living you're living in Ireland, married to or going out with uh, an Irish person. Um, we we miss the sweets the most. So Valentine's is we go mad for sweets. Uh, and most of the Mexican sweets have chili in them. Uh, so we kind of, we wanted to have the chocolate for them. So we kind of, we have a, um, we had the product uh, on about three days before before Valentine's. And it's it's gotten an amazing reaction. All the Mexicans that have had it 
have gone mad for it because they're like oh, it's so rich and it's so uh, it's it's very creamy and yes it it has less sugar than than the original so i think that's a that's something that we have to uh totally hand down to um patrick for being a genius at working with chocolate preferably you get best results with milk um so what we do is we get a disc and this disc makes about uh it's about good for six uh, 600 to 700 meals of uh, cold milk. So it, most Mexican chocolate is very grainy because it has a, a very high content of, of sugar. So they don't melt the way, you know, if you put a Cadbury's bar into, you know, milk, it'll melt very quickly. These chocolates uh, uh, are, are grainy, so they melt very slowly so you heat we we tend to heat the milk and the chocolate bar together so they both get into temperature um traditionally we would use a molinillo which is like um it's a, a chocolate frother made of wood that's carved and has a lot of um, cogs and shapes that kind of takes the milk and and breaks the chocolate and foams it at the same time the Aztecs believe that the foam on chocolate was a spirit and it had curative powers and all that so we we kind of that's very ingrained ingrained in our psyche we have to if you're having a hot chocolate it has to have uh, there has to be a lot of foam so we did a bit of foaming uh, testing with these uh, with this bar as well so you heat both gently together um till the chocolate melts and then you just foam it at the last minute um and I personally think you should not boil it um, because that kind of ruins the, if you boil the milk, that you're getting into a completely different uh, drink. But it is, um, we're, we're really, really happy with the, with the result. You can hear the passion that you have for Mexican food, Mexican heritage and history whenever you're, you're talking about it. And you are such a champion for Mexican products and you stock a number of them there in your shop in Dublin. Yeah, that's why I get, I get really happy when I can actually work with somebody just as passionate as we are about um, you know, provenance and, and just you know, doing something ethically as well for me these the last couple of years have been all about you know ethical shopping and ethical uh ethical buying um so when i can get something that's made in ireland with as much passion as it would if i would make these in mexico uh it, it makes me really really happy i think um i I'm, I'm actually absolutely chuffed and the response again even from uh uh, other Mexicans that have tried it this week has been incredible. You can buy it online. We put, uh, we need a better picture because it was all very rushed. It arrived, it took picture and it went online because I knew once we had it, people would want to try it. Uh, there's a small Mexican community scattered everywhere in Ireland, but it, even also, you know, a lot of uh, Irish that uh, are keen on trying uh, Mexican chocolate. Uh, so it's open line. And the guys are making small batches because we want to, you know, keep it that that way. Uh, so hopefully once we have an idea of how, how much we need and keep the batches fresh, we'll, we'll, st we'll start increasing the, the volume.
I've been lucky enough to visit your shop in Dublin and it has been frequented by a number of stars of late, including Peter Stringer and his dancing partner because they were there for a class as part of this year's Dancing with the Stars Ireland. How random is that? <laughs> um, I, to be honest, when they rang, uh, when the production company rang, I thought it was a joke. Um, they were like, oh, we're, you know, whoever from Dancing with the Stars. I was like, mm. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it's brilliant. We had a great time. Uh, they were dancing to a um, Mexican-inspired film, uh, Disney film, Coco, and there's this lovely um, theme song, and they were using that. So they brought uh, they brought Pat, um, Peter and the and the dancer Ksenia to work with us uh, for a whole day and learn about Mexican food and. Um, and uh, Mexican tradition, so it was a lot of fun. And Peter Stringer is very much into his health and his fitness and is particular about what he eats. So what was his reaction to the Mexican cuisine that you taught him how to make that day? I think originally he was a little bit petrified because he thought, I think he might have thought he was coming to burrito country, (laughs) which I set up straight away. You know, I was like, no, 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 this isn't, this isn't Tex-Mex, this is proper Mexican food. So I think he relaxed a lot when he, I actually saw all of the, he saw all of the product, the fresh uh, stuff that we were using for, for the cooking class. He loved it, you know. I mean, who doesn't love avocados? They're such a great source of, um, of uh, healthy fats. So, um no, it was it was a lot of fun, and and he kind of was surprised that you know, I think he had this image of Mexican food that was very different to the real thing, and I think that's why, regardless of what I, I feel, this is one of the reasons why I have to be more of a purist than um, anybody else because it's it's up to it's up to us to set the record straight and show people what real Mexican food is about. And your classes are a unique and novel way to learn all about Mexican cuisine. Um, yeah, our classes are slightly different to a, a regular cooking class because I think that if you give somebody uh, a recipe, the majority of people will be able to follow it. It's very easy to say, okay, this is the recipe, these are the ingredients, here's the cooking station, off you go. I, I see the way classes in our in, in our little shop, slightly different. I like people to know the background of the dish, what uh, era it was, uh, you know, cooked during, uh, what's the the story behind it. Because I think, um, I think you get a, a, a more enriching experience by learning the background of a dish than just by cooking it. So while we're cooking, we cook communally because our space is, is tiny. So um, people are, you know, having a glass of wine. If it's a demo class, you can have a glass of wine while we're cooking, we're chatting, we're talking about, you know, anything from, you know, the history of an ingredient, where it came from, how it, how it got to Mexico, or even how it got to Europe. A lot of people get very surprised when we speak about uh, Mexican being a vegetarian country, mostly until the Spaniards arrived in the 1500s. So we have no pork in Mexico until the Spaniards arrive. It's very difficult to imagine Mexican food without pork, and yet we didn't get it until, you know, 15, the 1500s, 1515 or thereabouts. 
And it's the same when you think about Italian foods without tomatoes. Um, they didn't get them until they came from Mexico through Spain. So even though we're all very proud about our food heritage, it's um, when you think about it, we're all eating fusion food. So I think that type of information with somebody's uh, making a recipe, it kind of endears the dish um, and the cuisine a lot more when you when you know about it, other than, you know, grammages and, you know, cooking techniques. That's all simple. That can all be deal with while you're cooking. But uh, learning the story behind the dish, for me, it's, it's far more important than than making the dish, the dish itself. Well, Lily, it's been lovely to talk to you this evening and find out not only about the hot chocolate, but also about the classes that you run there in your shop in Dublin. If people want to buy the hot chocolate or indeed any of your other products, and if they want to find out about your classes, the best place for them to go is, of course, the website, picadomexican.com. Best of luck with the sales of the hot chocolate, and thanks again for talking to me this evening. Thank you so much for having me, Sharon. You're listening to The Best Possible Taste with Sharon Noonan. Sponsored by thetaste.ie. Voted Ireland's best online food and drink magazine. Welcome back to The Best Possible Taste. I'm Sharon Noonan and just before the break, Lily Ramirez-Ferran, the Mexican cook in Ireland, shared details about her latest collaboration, which has resulted in a disc of chocolate that combined with milk creates a delicious hot chocolate. And if you fancy enjoying a cookery class with Lily, like rugby legend Peter Stringer, then visit picadomexican.com for details. If you're just tuning in now, you might want to catch the best possible taste on West Limerick 102 FM when it's repeated on Wednesday mornings at 8am. The podcasts are available to listen to on SharonNoonan.com as well as iTunes and the podcast app and it's also on the taste.ie website. Next up tonight, the focus is on self-care. Thrive Festival, Ireland's newest premier health and lifestyle event, which promises to unite all aspects of healthy living and well-being under one roof, takes place in Dublin at the end of March. Earlier today, I spoke to organiser Helen Cook to find out what visitors can expect. Let's have a listen. Bon appétit. Yummy. Grubs up. Delicious. Mmm. We're very excited um, about Thrive Festival um, that's happening on Saturday and Sunday, March 30th and 31st. Um, So what we're doing is we've created a new fitness and wellness experience where we're bringing you over 200 experiences under one roof in the convention centre in Dublin. And that will be fitness classes, wellness workshops and talks and food demos and you can experience all of these things with your ticket. Our two signature speakers are Gemma Atkinson and Dr. Hazel Wallace, the food medic. Um, Lots of people might know Gemma Atkinson. She's quite a famous actress in the UK. She was famously on Hollyoaks, and she also was on Strictly Come Dancing. And she just took some time out of her life a couple of years ago and really looked at her health and well-being and her fitness and she's had some um, best-selling books you know in that area and she's really 
a great speaker. She's a really well-rounded person um, and has a really good outlook on, on how to kind of live your best life. And then our second signature speaker is, is Dr. Hazel Wallace, the food medic. Um, Dr. Hazel is um, originally from Ireland, um, moved to the UK to train to be a doctor and, um, you know, also found a love of, of exercise and eating well and then went on to train to be a personal trainer. Um, and is studying more in nutrition. So she is a great, great, great um, expert on all things fitness, uh, nutrition, stress, managing your work-life balance. Um, she's a fantastic following online. And I think it'd be really interesting for, for Irish people to kind of hear, hear what she has to say. So both of those, Gemma and Hazel, they're signature speakers, as I mentioned, which means that they will be speaking twice um, you know, over the weekend. So Gemma will be speaking twice on Saturday. Hazel will be speaking twice on Sunday. So that's just part of your ticket. Um, and then you can choose up to four other experiences to add in with that as well. Yeah, we have a real mix of stuff. Um, so you don't have to have your gym gear on, but if that's your thing, there's plenty in that. Um, but no, you, you don't have to. There's lots of... Um, slower, more mindful movement classes, like we've two yoga stages um, that will have something for all levels and all interests. Um, we have a Pilates studio, we have a Lululemon studio, where there's like lots of like more easier, slower movement classes that you can do. Um, and then if you really want to ramp it up, um, we do have lots of really high intensity workouts. We've got... Um, HIIT workouts, we've got Zumba classes, we have spinning and we have Cobox, which is this really exciting boxing studio in London who are popping up in Ireland for the first time at Thrive. We've got Ballet Beautiful, which is a ballet-inspired workout coming in from New York and they train like all the Victoria's Secret models and lots of celebs in, in New York. So that's really exciting. And we'll have CrossFit and we love all of that kind of thing. So whatever your fitness preference is, if you like to take it slow or you like to really, you know, as you said, get on the gear and, and ramp it up, we have it for you. And then outside of that, then, if you don't want to do fitness at all, if that's not your thing, if you're more into the personal development side of things and, um, and you want to maybe learn a little bit more about managing stress or sleep or even careers advice, we have you covered on that side as well. So we have plenty of talk stages with a variety of different topics and panel discussions happening over the two days. It's a very diverse programme of events. And I see that we've a flag flying from West Limerick, thanks to Breda Stack, who is a decluttering expert. Yeah, yeah, she is. We're very excited to have Breda. Like, I mean, that's a real hot topic, Sharon. Like, um, I don't know if you have heard or seen of like Marie Kondo. She's this Japanese um, lady who has a great show on Netflix if anyone wants to check it out, which is all about tidying up. So like tidying up is the new is the new thing. <laughs> it's the new hot thing. So it's all about people like they're looking around at their spaces and, you know, they're, they're getting stressed out and they, they just can't seem to get any order or organization on their, on their life. And all of these people now are coming in to be able to say, listen, I have you. 
these are some simple and practical ways that you can make your space beautiful, get rid of clutter and, and kind of get a bit more peace. And I suppose that's one thing we're seeing a lot, Sharon, with all of these talks and things is that people are living more and more, you know, increased busy lives. You know, they've a lot going on. They've got jobs, they've got kids, they've relationships. And people are finding that they're getting stressed and overwhelmed. And, and that's coming out more and more, you know, as I've been putting together this festival. And people are genuinely looking for advice. And they're genuinely looking for ways that they can make things a little bit easier and a little bit more fluid. So if getting some tips from Brida on how to, like, declutter the house is something that you feel, you know, would work for you, then then come along to Thrive and, and check her out. I think decluttering can be a very cleansing type experience that it can really lift a load off your shoulders. Especially this time of the year, yeah. Like So like, you know, February, March, you know, into Easter, we do kind of start shaking out the cobwebs, don't we? And, you know, letting winter kind of go, go behind us and looking forward. And it is a great time of the year to kind of just get rid of stuff. Because I think we all have a lot of stuff, you know, in our houses. And you're right, it's a very cleansing, very therapeutic thing to be able to just say, right, I'm getting rid, you know, that's done. <laughs> you feel like a load has been lifted. Well, lots to look forward to at it, Helen. It's at thrivefestival.ie, the 30th and the 31st of March in the Convention Centre. A great lineup of speakers. And thanks so much for telling us all about it tonight. And best of luck with it. Thanks for having me, Sharon. You're listening to The Best Possible Taste with Sharon Noonan. Sponsored by the Taste.ie. Voted Ireland's best online food and drink magazine. Welcome back to The Best Possible Taste. I'm Sharon Noonan and just before the break, Helen Cook had everything you need to know about Thrive Festival, Ireland's newest premier health and lifestyle event, which promises to unite all aspects of healthy living and well-being under one roof. It takes place on the 30th and the 31st of March in the Dublin Convention Centre and tickets along with all the details are online at thrivefestival.ie. And that brings us to the end of tonight's show. Thanks for tuning in and to my guests, Lily and Helen. I'll be back next week with the best of February 2019. But feel free to get in touch in the meantime with your food and drink news, recipes and events. Until next week, bon appétit. Thanks for listening to The Best Possible Taste with Sharon Noonan. Sponsored by thetaste.ie. Voted Ireland's best online food and drink magazine. To get in touch with the best possible taste, email Sharon at SharonNoonan.com or tweet Sharon at Queen of Org. As in, Queen of Organisation. Bon appétit.